Hi, and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. This is Coach James Short, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. I am excited and honored to have our next guest with us live today, Michael Skinner from Savvy Spaces. Well, well, all the way from California, USA, dude. <laughs> so excited. Uh, so what is Savvy Spaces? So Savvy Spaces is uh, comprised of a small team of hospitality professionals dedicated to outstanding service and results that speak for themselves. With decades of combined experience across various segments of the industry, they channel their knowledge and resources to provide unparalleled quality, both to the guests and to owners. It, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to have him today. We're gonna, we're gonna unpack so much in, in today's episode. You know, we're coming out of um, certain uh, interesting times, so to speak, we're just having a, a quick chat about that before. But I want to find out with, from Michael a little bit around what he's doing and what he's up to with Savvy Spaces and his journey on how he got there to, through, uh, th and also through these times, how he's been dealing with himself, his business, um, through these interesting times over, the, over this uh, COVID-19. So, Michael, it's an honor and a privilege to, uh, to have you on, on the show today. <laughs> yes, great to be here. I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. Mate, let's, uh, let's talk about pre-COVID for a little bit. Let's talk about, mm -hmm. you know um you had the business up and running it was going it was going great guns how did you get into the space that you got into and, and share us a little bit about the space that you're in mm -hmm. yeah you, you know um just uh for a little context the uh the business that we're in is um maximizing the yield minimizing waste and so you know we find spaces um that don't get used a lot and we try our best to try and populate those spaces and get the most use out of them. Um, we do that mostly in the terms of um, real estate and uh, property management. So uh, we specialize in short-term rentals. Airbnb is our bread and butter. Um, and so obviously, you know, Airbnb kind of took the spotlight um, at the beginning of the year, uh, getting ready to IPO. And, um, after COVID kind of blew up on, on the verge of that, it took a whole nother turn that nobody was expecting. And so that kind of um, became an earthquake under the foundation of the industry of property management, of Airbnb, short-term rentals, sharing economy, the whole thing. Um, so it, it really tested a lot of people. We've seen um, a, lot, a lot of changes come out of it, of course, um, as it should. But also, you know, we, we've seen how people start off before the industry and what happens on the other, on the other side of the pandemic. Um, and it's just amazing to see uh, the, the large spectrum of different kind of results that, that, that uh, people come out with. Hey, so how did you get into this shared economy, short-term, short-term rental property management um, industry gigs business so to speak because they're yeah. like it's, it's a it's a great niche right it's a it's a, such a great uh you know there's so much need for it how did you how'd you get into it mm -hmm. yeah my background's in hospitality so i have this um this very big passion for service um especially in hotels um restaurants i have a, a large background in restaurants um and so that really brings the customer service out of me i feel like uh, the hotel industry, and in particular, the short-term rental industry, is a platform to give people not only a way to uh, enjoy their vacations, but to kind of um, escape what their normal is. And you know, before before this call, we were talking about the definition of normal and um, showing people a glimpse of 
um, you know, what that new normal could be is, is, is why I'm so um, in it. You know, it's, it's showing them the other side. Mm, so true. So true. And I think, you know, there's a, as a huge lesson for the real estate industry that can be learnt from the hospitality industry. Um, you know, that's that, that lovely S word of service of, of, not just lip service, but really that care, really that next level of service. And I think you've, you've hit the, the, the nail right on the head where it's looking at how can you provide more, be more, give more, rather than just the, the you know, here's the keys, see you later. It's like really creating that client, the customer journey and providing that, you know, like what you do, like in the, in the hotels, you get exceptional service. So why shouldn't that be across the real estate, real estate space as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, that's, that's something that, um, what, what was interesting is when I first got in the business, um, coming from a hospitality background, I was really focused on that guest service side and like making it all about the guests and like making sure we're getting five-star reviews and everyone's having a seamless experience. But at volume, that's really, that's, it, it, it's statistical. So some people are statistically just not going to have a good time. Something's going to happen. There's too many variables, right? So you can't control it and you have to accept that. So true. Um, but, I, but I think, you know, piggybacking off what you said about the marriage of those two industries, hospitality and real estate, is that um, we started to turn our focus towards the owners, the, mm -hmm. the people in real estate who are utilizing their spaces better and not only for a profit, but also for the service, you know, um, we, we have clients who are like, they, they, they're not in it for necessarily for a, um, a profit. Of course they want to cover their costs, but they're also thinking to themselves like, wow, I'm glad my house is being used. Right. And, and so for us to come in and be able to take that off them off their plate and kind of facilitate that whole experience is a real pleasure and a real honor. And it gives the ability to have that more meaning, right? Because usually what happens if you still want to provide, you still want to give, but the owner then gets, has a, an element of stress then because they've got to do this and they've got to that where you guys mm -hmm. can come in like, I'll take this, we'll take the stress away, stress free. And you just have that, the, the opportunity then to, to give back and have more meaning and, and more purposeful, purposeful life really. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, our solution that we come in, we, it's a hands-off solution. So um, they get to focus on really what matters most to them while, like you said, creating a meaningful impact. Love it. Love it. So mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's talk about what's, what's happened over recently with, uh, with this, uh, worldwide event that we've, we've all experienced. <laughs> Events, um, plural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's been crazy, right? And, and yeah. obviously being over in the States, you would have seen a, a whole different set of lenses. Um, how have you, how have you navigated through these times uh, with your business? Mm -hmm. um, it, it, you know, for me, it, this has been a transition for everyone. I, mm. I think um, no matter where you're at. Um, and, and for me, it's really about helping me pull through the, these times or is looking at the story that I'm telling myself and that I, I'm investing in the story that the narrative that people are, um, telling and really questioning that really kind of getting down to the bottom of, um, what kind of life do we want to live? What kind of world do we want to create? Right. And I, I think that, um, you know, particularly the pandemic, um, that everybody kind of found themselves in all of a sudden is symptomatic. You know, it's, it's not the root cause. You can't just 
slap a Band-Aid on it when you need surgery, right? I think we collectively, we need this sort of surgery that uh, makes us turn the focus inwards and puts the power back in us. You know, we have the power to make these choices about how we want to live, how we want to uh, govern ourselves and, and our systems. Um, and I, I think changing the narrative from something that's out of our control and us counting on somebody else to save us and change something for us, making that really about us and taking that, you know, that responsibility on myself, right? You know, turning inwards and saying, look, we can't count on other people to come fix our problems. It's, it, we are an inherent part of the problem and we can, we have to be a part of the solution. Um, and that's in every respect. So true. And, and, and looking back over the last, whatever the time period is, it's been an interesting, like, and you said, there's been a lot of questions, right? A lot of questions mm -hmm. on self, a lot of questions on industry, a lot of questions on government. And, you know, I'm always a big believer of, of question everything, you know, and, and what is my own truth? What is the, the truth that I want to have out in the world in relations to my own journey? And as you said it beautifully, it's like looking inward and, and what type of life that we want to create. And I think that's a huge impact and a huge point that we can all take away and start to question, you know, who do we want to become more of? What's that journey that we want to, to go on ourselves and, and how can we be that self-sufficient to, to take on that path and, and not being so reliant on, on so many external factors and having that reliance on that internal factor. So I love that point. Love mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. um, what did you notice about, what did you notice about other business out there in the industry through these times with your, with your lenses, with, with what you noticed out there, what were you noticing and how were other businesses responding to, to this pandemic? Do you notice? Yeah. You know, a couple of things come to mind uh, when I first think about it, the first is kind of, um, how, how different businesses and leaders react to the situation um, or respond, right? There's people, like I said, there's this wide spectrum of, you know, on one hand, uh, businesses are giving up and saying, you know, throwing their hands up in the air. Oh, well, business is closed. Government says so. Guess we got to oh, wait on. It's right. right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens in a month. Right. And then on the other side of the spectrum, it's, you know, the, the, the worldwide leaders who are like kind of stepping up and saying, you know, this isn't a time for throwing your hands up. This is a time for doing something and for speaking up and for changing uh, what we thought we knew. Right. Mm. Um, so, so gauging those different levels of responses, um, is one thing. And, and the second is really like of, of the people who are doing something about it. Uh, and I guess for everyone really is, you know, the choices that we made before is coming back to, um, either bite us or not. Right. So, so when, the, when this thing blows up and, and kind of the whole world stops, you know, some business have to have to throw themselves out because they can't handle the pressure. They, they can't carry the burden because of the choices that they made prior to all this happening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for, for one example, um, a certain type of business model in the property management, uh, especially in the Airbnb space for short-term rentals is the arbitrage model. And people would, you know, they take on these big master leases and 
um, they have five complexes or five units and they're saying, oh, well, you know, all these units are going to make money. Um, they're highly over leveraged, right? And, and so the pandemic comes, travel stops, they don't have any money to back that up. It was kind of like, a, they were, they were middlemanning, but without too much substance. Um, and not to, not to downplay their role because they're facilitating the sharing economy. And I think that serves a great purpose. Um, but, but to, to look at those choices and, and see, okay, you can be someone who kind of steps up and, you know, I, I've known some of these people, these hosts who have this kind of business model and they were calling, um, uh, placement, uh, companies and, and nursing homes, facilities, hospitals, you know, all these places filling their homes, offering a hand, you know, how can we help? How can we work together? So, um, yeah. it, it's kind of all of that is, I, I, I see it as a big mirror. Right, like we, we make these choices, and all of a sudden, hey, look, look what's up! Surprise! Let's have a look at that, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like really, people are are getting this chance to to look and see, you know, what is it that I'm creating, mm. and getting this opportunity to kind of step back, answer that question for themselves, and and come back anew. I love that analogy of of really having a look in the mirror because when we i'm a believer of we're creatures of habits we're creatures of patterns and we manifest things how through our 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 patterns and our behaviors and so mm -hmm. you know these times is a great opportunity to have a look in that mirror and go well what are the patterns that i'm playing out what are the what are the aspects of myself personally my aspects of my business that i'm just been doing 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 expecting a different result mm -hmm. and by these times it's allowed us to have a look in that mirror and and some people, as you said, have really stepped up and gone, you know what? Oh, I need to create some change here. And some people have stepped aside and go, I'm tapped out. I'm done. I'll just wait until this is over. And it's, it's, it's a great analogy is to, to stop and have a look. And, you know, is this, is this helping me or is actually, is it hindering me right now? Mm -hmm. um, I want to find out where do you feel the, the direction or the future? Because of the shared economy is going because we've had some huge opportunities and huge growth in the shared economy. Where do, where do you see it going over, over the next, next little while to, to long-term? Sure. Sure. Um, in terms of where the sharing economy is going, I think it can really only go one way. Um, and, and you know, I'm of the belief that all paths lead to the same place, you know, um, the sharing economy is no different. I think industry-wise, uh, I'm, I'm, I really like to try to keep up on um, the latest tech, um, what, you know, what's new. And obviously it's really hard because there's so many so new much. things. But, <laughs> you, you know, one person, one mentor of mine that I really look up to and follow a lot is uh, Peter Diamandis. And, and he talks about um, the convergence of all these different um, technologies and, and business concepts, new ways of doing things, like you said, um, you know, this convergence of where all these things come together, what happens next? Mm. Um, so in, in terms of the sharing economy, I think it's just one piece of the puzzle, but I can kind of dive into that, that little piece um, and where I think, you know, the, the puck will be met. That, that's kind of the position that I'm trying to approach the, the future from is where is this going and how can we position ourselves best to kind of prepare for that? Um, and I think we're really looking at a change of ownership, what, what, what it means to own an asset, to use an asset. Um, I, I think it's gonna, the, 
the technology available and the, the, the business models that, that we're coming up with is a completely new way of living. You know, you're, you're talking about habits and like doing, 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 and I could not agree more that that is action is a part of our life. So we can't escape that. Um, but also when our action comes from an intense awareness of how we're being, mm. that's when we start to find alignment. And, um, I think, you know, at this turning point, this really is a turning point for, for everyone is like, how can we align the things that we're doing with how we want to be as, as people, as um, nations, communities. Uh, and, and I think the sharing economy will be uh, that change that catalyzes a shift between what it means to own something versus just needing something to be accessible for me when I need it, right? Like real estate, for example, is um, do you technically need to own a second house? Mm. Not really. I mean, what you, what you really want is a few things, right? It could be a few things, depending on your goals, you, you want profit so you can spend that money on, um, you know, your child's education or, or health or, you know, your own personal education and um, personal growth. Right. Uh, so there's the profit. There's also that service part that we talked about. Um, you know, what's another reason you want to vacation, get away. You want a, a second spot to kind of go and, you know, maybe you're like Mark Twain and you need a cabin in the woods to, to go right and think clearly and get creative, right? Or maybe it's a beach house and you want to take your family out there, you know, for Christmas. Um, we all have our different reasons, but at the end of the day, the reason why the sharing economy exists and why it's growing so much is because we look at what we have and we realize, hey, we could be doing this better. We, we have this house, we could be using it better, right? It's sitting empty most of the time, you know, we have just in America alone, I mean, we have millions of um, vacant properties and then we have millions of homeless people. We have lots and lots and lots of food waste and, and coming from a, a background in restaurants, I know how much food gets wasted in the Crazy. kitchen, you know, commercially. Yeah. Um, just if you look at home, you see how much food you throw in the garbage. I mean, unless you're composting and then you're kind of upcycling that. Um, and, and so I think that's kind of where we change the focus from Hey, look, I, I don't really need to have to, uh, to own this house. I just need to have access to it when I want, when I want it. Um, Ubers like need to have access to transportation affordably, reliably, conveniently. Uh, I don't need to own a car, right? We're, we're seeing car companies in the U S start to offer subscription models. And I think with like Uber, uh, Lyft and, and, and like these scooter companies, we're seeing the micro mobility companies. These are all going to be, um, part of the equation. Um, and so that's kind of the sharing economy as it pertains to real estate. But there's, it's like I said, it's just one piece of the puzzle. And it's yeah. a real, it's a real, I love that because it's a real paradigm shift, right? Mm -hmm. It's looking at, you know, questioning where does the concept of owning multiple properties come from? What is that thought process around having your, you know, buying a house, having the white picket fence, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's an ingrained belief that we have from where growing up as, you know, little Johnny or little Joe, whatever it is. And it's, and it's ingrained in us and it's like, Oh, you got to get the next property. But what, as you said, what's that purpose and mm -hmm. shifting that internal belief and looking at, well, what's the outcome? What do you want to achieve from it? And 
who do you need to, what I, you know, what you said is who do you need to be in order to, to achieve those outcomes? It, it puts a different lens on it, puts a different light to it of like, does that really, do I really need that? Or how is it other ways that could be structured to achieve the same outcome? And that's, that's just fantastic. I love it. I love it. So where, where, where's the future for, for yourself and for the business, what, what do you see, you know, what do you see the next 12 months look like for you guys? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what I really want to focus on is, is building a, an avenue that we can contribute to changing the narrative. And, and like I said, it, it comes down to alignment, right? And right now it's, we're in a tricky position um, as an industry with short-term rentals because um, travel's bouncing back. But is that a good thing? We don't know. We'll find out soon enough, right? I mean, at the time of this recording, um, we're in the fairly new stages, and yet we're still seeing signs of the, um, you know, what some people might say is not really promising. You know, it's like, is it a good decision? Who knows? We'll find out. Um, and, and so we're kind of in this delicate uh, balance of welcoming people into our homes, having the conversations with investors and, and real estate, um, just anyone in real estate is what kind of strategy do we need to be considering on the other side? Cause some people don't, don't think we're really totally out of it yet. They don't think we're on the other side. Um, and obviously you can't really, uh, time the market or, or really try to predict the future of what's going to happen, but you can kind of think of, the different scenarios that could play out and prepare accordingly. Um, so for us personally, we want to be a part of changing that narrative about um, ownership versus accessibility. Uh, and, and one way to, that we want to do that is to really try to increase yield management in terms of, you know, that bigger conversation of, okay, how, how do we take all of these um, spaces that are not being used, especially in the commercial real estate industry, that's going to be a, a big, big opportunity right yeah. there because businesses are not going to be able to stay there. So, you know, these people are going to wonder, what am I going to do with this space? Right. I have, I have payments to make too. It goes all the way up the chain. Um, and so that's kind of where I think our focus wants to turn is coming to people like this and saying, Hey, we know what to do with your space. Um, you know, are you going to react? Or are you going to respond? You know, let's work together. Let's figure out a strategy. Um, sharing economy is not going anywhere. Uh, real estate is not going anywhere. Um, and so th these things are here to stay and it's just changing the conversation around all of that. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, I mean, I see definitely uh, as we come th out through the other side of these times, businesses are, are questioning themselves. Do we need all this commercial space? You know, mm. they've had, you know, had people working from home. We've mm. had people, you know, out of the office for, for months now. And, you know, I've got a couple of clients really rethinking their whole commercial strategy. Do we really need this, this, this space, multiple spaces, or, or can we do things a little bit differently? That's, that's a, that's a win-win for all. So it's a, it's an interesting conversation. And I think you hit the nail on the head where it's looking at things a little bit differently. Like how can we work together? How can the share economy and the, and the real estate really focus on that cohesion and that collective thinking of right, what's a, what's a win-win scenario here. And uh, it's going to be interesting times, I think. Interesting mm -hmm. times. Um, so how, how can, how can the audience find out um, more about yourself, more about your journey um, and, and more about the business? 
Yeah, um, SavvySpaces.co, that's our page. You know, right now we have the, um, the website up talking to the owners and saying, hey, look, let, let it, at the beginning of the conversation we had, you know, let us take this stress off of you so you can worry about, you know, making a bigger impact. You know, what are your goals? Why are you investing? Um, why don't you put your focus there? You know, it's that 80-20. Your 20% focus needs to be on 80% of what's going to make an impact in, in your life and what's going to be meaningful for you. And I mean, most people in that position don't want to be taking care of their properties and, and answering phone calls at the middle of the night and calling the plumber and scheduling the house cleaners. So that's kind of where we come in, take it off your plate. Uh, and so I would say head over to the website and reach out. Let's see how we can help you out. Let's create a win-win strategy and, um, you know, make it a better world for everyone. Fantastic. Michael, really appreciate your, your time. We could be talking hours on so many different topics here, dude. It's, uh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I really appreciate it and um, stay safe, stay healthy and uh, looking forward to chatting to you soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Stay safe. Thanks guys. Bye for now.